In the creamy moonlight. Oh. Or milky. Milky moonlight. The milky moonlight, yeah. yeah. Or twilight or something. I just milky just twilight. Like, That's it. Milky. I agree with all three things you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Um, I could do without mouth noises. You did it when we talked about the pancakes, and ooh, that's the worst one, I think. Which one? That. It's what on, about? That's something that involves doing your hands on your face and i hate it <laughs> cheeks <laughs> yes. what about oh no we'll stop <laughs> welcome to mouth sounds with bradley and don gosh well you know i would what rather is this hear, noise <laughs> uh, i would rather hear that than listen to the omid scoby book Hello, Don. I am now live from Buckingham Palace. Are you live or are you in the bushes? Well, I'm always in the bushes. Okay. Never, never mind. Um, (laughs) I have to stop myself. I don't think you are. I have to stop myself. We are just 12 years old. Okay. Omid Scobie wrote a book. It came out today. It's called Endgame. And frankly, actually, I don't know if it came out yesterday. Uh, Anyway. This just came out. Mm-hmm. It's another tell-all about the royal family. This guy, however, connected typically with the Harry and Meghan side of things. So, yes. of course, you know, nothing. everything in our world is black and white when it comes to celebrity. So, on the one side, you know, everybody either loves or hates the royal family or they love or hate Harry and Meghan. Like, you kind of are supposed to pick sides. Yeah. I think that's stupid. Whatever. Um But in the sort of tell-all book space, this would be a book not countering um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the book and I can't right now. I apologize. But there was a book written by a person that is... Ask Kisser to the royal family. I wouldn't say Ask Kisser because she actually does actual journalism. But yes. Yeah. So this is sort of the opposite of that. That said... As I was deciding whether or not to read this book, because you know, Don, we love this space. We both read Harry's book. Actually, Mike read Harry's book as well, Spare, the three of us. Yeah. We're kind of invested in this narrative. We're all watching The Crown at various stages. So I was like, okay, what are we going to learn? Well, everything I'm reading is that we're not going to learn much. In fact, I think the BBC headline said literally, let me find it here, BBC... Omid Scobie Royal Book, more like action replay than endgame. Essentially, they're saying we know most of this stuff. And there's while there might be a few tidbits in there, there's nothing particularly insightful or new mm. in the reporting of what things are really like behind the scenes, according to the BBC. Now, that said, maybe the BBC has an interest yeah, maybe. In a, in a perspective. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in cahoots with the royal family. Or at least their royal correspondent is, who's a guy yes. by the name of Sean Coughlin. But Absolutely also, in the rota. Oh, my gosh. But I don't know. Sense. I don't know for sure. So I don't want to just like apply things. But it's possible anyway oh. that there's a perspective out there. And especially with tabloids like The Sun, The Daily Mail, The Telegraph. If you look at headlines about his book, they're they're going after him. Of course. Which is no shock, right? Right. But I'm like, okay, so that's a known. But I can read through that because I'm aware. I'm astute. You and I are 
we pay attention. Yes. But then when you read the actual reporting of like what's in the book, you know, essentially they will say like, for example, you know, the anecdote or I would call it, I guess, an allegation that someone in the royal family asked about the race of Harry and Meghan's child uh, or made the color of the baby's the color of the baby's skin. Yeah. That we knew, we just didn't know who. Mm. In his book, apparently, it was two people. So we've learned that there's not just one racist in the royal family, but two. Also, I'm being facetious because I would say there's probably more. But (laughs) so you're learning something. It's just not perhaps something radically different. So Mm. unless you're like you need all the details all the time. I don't know that there's going to be a huge, I don't think this book is going to do as well as say some of the other books we've talked about or read, but I also am am very sensitive to the fact that I think there is a, there are people out there who would like to depress the success of this book. Oh, there's so many people. I think that if, since he is, you know, seen as the mouthpiece for Harry and Megan, I would say, if I were Harry and Make It, I would say, how much money do you need to not publish this book? What are you getting? We will give you that. If because, you're Harry and Meghan? Yes. Well, I was going to say the same thing. Because, because while he is... need any more. Well, but but I think this is the point where it, this might actually be doing more harm than good. I don't think he is directly connected to them. I think he had a loose affiliation or might have been connected at one point when okay. he wrote that first book about them particularly. All right. But now they're always connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so he decides to go out and write a book. Everybody's always going to say in the same breath, this is the guy who worked with Harry and Meghan, or this is the guy who... Like, if you, every article connects the two... And so anything he says is then a direct reflection of Harry and Meghan, which, to your point, they don't need right now. And in fact, this just makes them look petty. It does. Because if you think they're behind this book, uh huh, you're like, they're just trying to make their family look bad, which completely contradicts what they've been saying has been done to them. Yes. For yes. years. And also, the media. people have fatigue. We heard the story yeah. from Harry himself. Yep. So we don't need... Omid Scobie to tell us he told us directly his side and we some people were already fatigued before the book came out they don't want to have anything to do with it and then there are a bunch of people that read it and we're like okay that's the story so at this moment in time I would say they should reach out to him and maybe he's like okay well I totally I need to distance myself from you so I might say some bad things maybe that's what he's trying to do be his own person I think he would say, like, they had nothing to do with this book. I'm my own person. I'm doing my own thing. And I yeah. don't blame him for trying to make some money off of this because he he does have direct, allegedly direct knowledge. And, you know, I, I think you're allowed as a human being with knowledge to write a book and to sell your book. And I don't feel like I have a particular issue with that. I would just say perhaps maybe I would have sold it a little differently or maybe I would not have put my entire... But again, he would probably argue with this. I don't I don't need to get that far in the weeds with Omid Scobie. My point was just, I don't want to read the book at this point, but I'm open to like what the book might be saying, which is just a cheap way but of saying. But you don't want to read it. I kind of don't want to read it. I don't either. I was I looked it up on Spotify because you know how Spotify now has these audio, like you yes. can read audiobooks yeah. for like a certain number of hours and it didn't show up in there, but it is on Audible. So you can... But I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm do, not spending my audible. Yeah, I'm that. not gonna sign up again. I got a free credit. <laughs> you went back for more though, because you went and got. Uh, I did have a couple of things I 
You got the Listen Britney to. book. My free credit. They're like, please come back. We'll give you a free credit. And mm. so that's how I downloaded Julia Fox's book, which I loved. But yeah, I'm not going to. I don't. I can't. I can't. I also think that people are tired. And in this world that we live right now, yeah. the, the drama between these families is not as front of mind. Or people aren't willing to sort of entertain it in sort of the superfluous or yeah, superficial way that we used to. Yes. Right? I think we're they're they're tired of it they're they're like okay i heard all that and now i'm gonna move on the crown is wrapping up this is the last season the right show yeah so it's like okay we're done with the royals i mean that's the way i feel I like know. i need to move on I, I i shall never move on dawn because they are timeless i still will be timeless. interested but i don't want to get too deep into it again yeah. i would rather read about you know i want to go back to like elizabeth queen. the first there's a really good book about queen mary so oh. queen mary would be Queen Elizabeth's grandmother or great grandmother, I can't remember. So her dad that was her dad's mom. So grandma. Yeah, I think Queen Mary was yeah, her that grandmother. That makes sense because she, she was in the, the crown. Ship. Yes. Um Queen uh anyway, she was an amazing figure and has a great life story. And I can't I'll find the name of the book, but it's yeah. like if you want but but to your point, like there are so many other actually very fascinating stories I love to indulge than just Harry and Meghan. For sure. I just love all of the past and the history more than I, you know, really enjoy what's going on now. I don't know. It's just the so quest rich. for Queen Mary. Is that the name of the book? I think that you lo- did you read it? Yeah. OK, I'll put it on our show links. The quest. Let me double check though, because I'm not oh, sure God. now. Here we go. I'm looking at the. Well, it's been a long time. I got to look it up on my Audible. <laughs> Don't get lippy. <laughs> Acting like you're put out because I can't think of the name right off the top of my head. Hello. Yeah, it takes me forever. I'm just. I was going to say, nice try. To read books. I literally fall asleep. <laughs> it's how I get to sleep at night, and so I read like three or four pages a night of a book. I've been reading a book since beginning of October and I'm not done with it. And it's only like 320 pages. He's not listening. What is I it? I totally listen. You listen to a hundred and what pages? See, I heard mm. matriarch queen Mary in the house of Windsor. <laughs> Are you sure it yeah. isn't the quest? Go. for queen Mary. <laughs> That sounds like the legend of <laughs> that, oh, that was a book, yeah, but just not the book I read. Okay. Matriarch, Matriarch. Queen Mary in the house of Windsor. It really does talk about the, the beginning of the house of Windsor, which that would be for those of you who are obsessed with the Royals, the contemporary Royal family. Actually, so. I would be interested in reading it to yep. be honest. Uh, and you just realize how many Germans are around those people. Yeah, for sure. Cause they were the all, Mountbatten's. they were, well, the Battenbergs who then changed their name to Mountbatten. Mm-hmm. And then they all uh, had to, you know, go, hey, well, maybe we shouldn't be German right now. Uh-huh. Because Queen Mary was Queen Mary of Tech, which was a German, I think Tech is a German province. Anyway, read it. It's a great book. Omid Scobie, not so much. Thank you. When we come back, what are we <laughs> going to talk about, Dawn? Well, we're going to talk about birds. This is a weird ass story. I love it. The tale of the magpie god. I know, Mike, it makes no sense, but she will explain it when we return right here on. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Boy, TikTok, if you can capture people's attention, you can have millions of people view your little short video, and then you can become a star. Um, no, there is a guy, though, who um, he wanted to get rid of some magpies in his yard. Oh, 
Are magpies destructive or something? This well, um, he is from New South Wales, Australia. He attempted to keep these magpies away from his yard because they were eating his cat's food. Oh, okay, that's understandable. So apparently, there is um, you can get an owl sculpture. You can buy one. Oh, sure, people have those. Like here, here, even yeah, yeah. Like well, they'll just put them on a roof or put them in an area where the they had problem birds. And squirrels are like, we don't care. Yeah, we're gonna go for well, everything. Squirrels will <laughs> probably chew it to bits. So anyway, um, this guy he looked up like, what can I do about magpies? He saw that if you put an owl sculpture out there, um, they will not come around because they think they're going to be eaten by the. <laughs> Or the owl rules the roost. They're like, we're not going over there. But he didn't want to spend a lot of money on one. So what did he do? He did a DIY owl out of paper mache. He made like a, a home version. He did the home version. He crafted his own owl out of paper mache and feathers. Now, when I looked at owl sculptures that you can buy to scare away birds... They were usually brown owls. Magpies are black and white. Yeah. For some reason, this guy made a large black and white thing that looks like not an owl, just a bird. I mean, barely. It looks like it could be like a bird cat creature. Yeah, it does. And it it has big green glowing eyes like a witch. Uh, (laughs) It is a large, it looks like a large magpie. So what happened is he brought all the magpies. Because they started to worship this paper mache thing as a god. So he brought, it's like the magpie god. He's joking. He's like, they hey, literally, I though, accidentally like, made a magpie god. They're and literally like showing up and like squawking at it. They come up to it. They dance around it. They squawk at it and look up at it. And more magpies have come. Okay. So it um, like attracted more. That's hilarious. Yes. Um, I now know, he says, it doesn't really look like an owl, but a dead cat. I now know? Yeah, I was going to say, it looks very <laughs> cat-like. It looks like a dead cat, rather, um, he wrote under the video. And now some an- animal behavior people from the University of New England said that magpies, they're not actually acknowledging this as a god. Well, I mean, that didn't take. <laughs> it's not like science, they but... love the big magpie. They actually hate that thing. <laughs> and they are trying to scare it away. Oh, they're like, get away. They're yes. not intimidated by it at all. Now, how do you think that the mag, the large fake magpie owl, what happened to it? Did they peck its eyes out? <laughs> That's what I hoped. But he said that it disappeared after a big storm blew it away. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, or well, a magpie got all his friends together and they're like, we got to get rid of this I'm thing. Thinking. Maybe he needs a security cam. If he's too cheap to get an owl sculpture, chances are, I mean, he's filming this through his window. Um, it has 1.3 million views as of this morning on TikTok. Yeah, because this is like the perfect little thing. Now he kind of likes them. And now there are babies because Aww. now that the now that the scary big paper mache pinata owl is gone, they've created nests. And so now that he's like, well, I guess we just like him. First of all, don't leave your cat's food outside. How well, I was going to say, I think the answer to this or the, you know, the the solution to this riddle is very simply 
put the food somewhere else and then feed the magpies. Like, give the magpies whatever they like, you know, if you like them, if you want to have them in your yard, and then just keep the cat's food somewhere else. Yeah, I would think any old thing, because I've experienced, I had a cat in my garage for a while. I started feeding a cat. Don't do it. Why would you do that? Because then, you know what happened? It had babies. Well, yeah, I was going to say. In my garage. You're just going to keep it coming back. Yeah, it did. And also possums. So like a creepy possum. I was sitting in my garage having a ciggy because this is when I used to smoke. My God. I didn't smoke in the house, only in the garage. Okay. And I'm just having a ciggy and I had this cat food out and this little sleepy possum baby wanders up because they're nocturnal and it was day and it's like hey and i'm like oh my god and then the next day was this a baby skunk was this in the woods (laughs) did you live in the sticks yeah i mean nixa missouri you know nixa nixa yeah yeah no that's the sticks (laughs) it's where jason Bourne is from in the movies when they release like who he really is and his real identity they're like from nixa missouri and everyone freaked out in the theater oh my god anyway back to magpies i'm not interested in magpies i'd much (laughs) rather talk about nixa missouri and all them critters that got up in your garage don't leave cat food outside all right do though listen to us on the other side of this break in fact when we come back we're going to talk about your ghost crisis dawn yeah she's having a midlife ghost crisis we'll talk about it when we return right here on my talk 1071 The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Hi, guys. Hi. Hopefully you're having a great day. Thank you for joining us here. Would you do me a favor? No. Yeah, of course. Obviously. What kind of favor do you need? I need people to download Blinded by the Item and oh. then subscribe. You don't even have to listen if you don't I already do <laughs> to that. subscribe and like Excuse it. you. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Bitches, you better listen. Because if it shows up that you're not downloading and listening. Oh, Okay. All right. Anyway, you can find it anywhere you get your podcast. Also, I didn't mean to call you all bitches. I, it's, oh, I, it's it doesn't a matter. I love it. I love it. Okay. okay. So I have a situation, and I know the consternation I'm having. This has is therapy to do. time. Mike, it's therapy time. We're having therapy. So okay. you Maybe are... we should get some music for this. Therapy, therapy music? music? I what don't is know. that exactly? Well, I don't know. Anyway, like scary. Sad trombone. Yeah. Um, how about... Come through. Yes, come through. We're going to come through for Dawn. Savannah. You're having a crisis. I need Savannah Chrisley to help me with this problem. Jesus. Maybe I'll reach. Turn the lights on for therapy time. I don't want you to get too comfortable. All right, what's going on, honey? I got okay. my coffee. All right, so I'm a hobby hopper. I will admit that I like to dabble in different hobbies over the years. I like You've... to call it... What is it? You're just a curious person like I am. Okay, that's that's fine. I can relate to this. I, I understand. This yeah, I would say there are issues with me finishing things. Like I like to start. I'm a master of nothing. Okay. Okay. I don't buy that, but sure, I see. That's how you see yourself. Yes, this is how I see myself. Um, I have gotten into paranormal investigations. And now... For years now. I mean, how long have you been doing that? Well, I mean, now... I was already doing it with another team. So it's like 15 years or something. How long have you been with this current group? This group, six years, something like that. Yeah. What do you need help with? I need help help? with figuring out if I still want to do this. Because it's not fun anymore. Oh, okay. And it's not because of the people that I'm involved with in the group. 
I would say my desire to help people isn't really there anymore. And that's the purpose of the group. So the reason why is because I find that it could be other things other than paranormal stuff that people are dealing with and they don't really want to look at themselves closer. So So (laughs) what I think you're getting at. It's not a ghost, honey. Is it's you? You like the ghost stuff. I do. I but believe, but not the emotional baggage that sometimes it attracts. Oh God, yes, yes. So, Mike, you could see where that would attract oh, sure. a certain kind of person who's like, "I got a ghost in my house," and you're like, "Maybe you just have some unresolved That's... stuff you need to talk to a therapist about." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also am super sensitive about how you talk about things around kids. And I find that there are a lot of people who say all kinds of things in front of their kids. And then I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. But I don't tell them because it's not my business. This is in the context of your ghost hunting? Yes. They'll say, my child is seeing ghosts, my child, this and that. And then they'll openly talk about them being real. Oh, and you're like, we don't know if this is a real phenomenon. So let's not put that out there. So you're just... Okay. I care about kids and I don't, I want to be able to tell people, do me a favor. Don't put these thoughts in your kid's head. Even if you yourself are sensitive and you see ghosts and all this stuff, you don't need to talk about that in front of your four-year-old. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Is this about then just doing it differently or it's about completely doing something different? Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Do you need better boundaries or do you just need to leave the space and focus on something else. Maybe so. I don't know. That's why I'm like, Mike, I don't know what Mike, what are you picking up here? You're a therapist. Mm, I know. I am. It's so it's... For the purposes of this segment. <laughs> um, yeah. I think you need to uh, figure out the, the part that you enjoy, which is the ghost. You enjoy that part. And uh-huh. still just do it more for fun and maybe not under the... Uh, under the umbrella of a professional, uh, yeah, uh, it's can like I tell you, I know what the answer is. Yeah, yes, Mike, I see what you're saying. You yeah. know the answer. Go well, ahead. Well, I think one of the answers that might help as to what Mike is talking about is if this had value to you, mm-hmm. monetary value. Well, you just said the word monetary, but to me, I would say to you, value. So wherever you place the value, whatever is motivating for you mm-hmm. to do the thing that you enjoy. And some, for some people, myself included, there are some things that I do with my time mm-hmm. that I want to have a monetary value attached. For sure. Especially if, because it requires you to be emotionally invested, we are getting real therapeutic here. Well, I, mean, this I don't is know what I'm, I'm talking with. about, but I think I know you well enough to know you would like... Like, you'll do all that stuff. Sure. But you would like there to be some value attached. Otherwise, it's not it's not just the fun of doing it that's enough for you. Right. And if that's the case, then go find the thing that's just totally fun that doesn't need the monetary value attached. But it's I feel like you're just in a place where you need to... Because what maybe the listener doesn't know is this is all, like, charitable work that you're it doing. It is, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and we treat the organization like it's a business yeah. it's professional we treat every and you're doing client work with respect with your time and you a should lot. be you guys should be valued for your time yeah and i think you should set it up to get some value mm-hmm. however you determine and if that's money value 
Yeah, it's not possible with the way the team is structured right now because we're affiliated with a certain organization that requires you to give it away. It is like so can it's you just all, start something. I don't know. It's a stamp of approval that's like in the paranormal world to be a certain team associated with this certain thing. But there are people in the paranormal world who are out there making oh, money. Oh, honey, I know. <laughs> and saying, I'm looking at them you, going. In. Why are you doing? A, I mean, I don't do know. the thing I that am, means that means something for you. So if giving, uh, you will give because you are a giving person. So have that space, but create boundaries around that space so you're not giving too much. But then also create a space for yourself where you are gonna be, you, you know, monetize it so that you know. I would have to just be on my own. I think well, because yeah. I don't want to bring. But I'm also. One of the leaders of the group. Well, this is, here's the other And that's piece, the other thing that I don't like. <laughs> is you do need to just go out on your own because. I don't like you, leading. I don't like being a, a, the lead. I hate it. It's 10 people. Well, nine. Yeah. And I'm a co-lead. So we're, it's, it's like you're doing administration work. So you're doing. And there's no thanks. Not from the people. I'm just saying there is no, no. There's no value reward. for you. No, it's just kind of like you always feel like, oh, my gosh, do I have everything straight? Let me organize this and play fake office over here. You know, I just. So what's keeping you from making that change? Well, this is something that, yes, guilt. Yeah. What do you what are you guilty? What do you feel guilty about? I feel guilty. If you guys are just joining us, by the way, we're having we're just having a family. (laughs) I have to (laughs) resolve this because I am 50 now. And I cannot tell you. You just told people that. I don't care. Whatever. I you didn't do that. Can't you tell by looking at me? No. I what know are we I doing don't usually all? do this. I know I don't talk about it because there's such a stigma. Well, no. For you, women the reason I radio. said that, by the way, is that you don't I, talk about that. I don't like to talk yeah. about it because I feel like there's yeah. judgment. Not because I said there. There felt like there. You shouldn't talk about it. I yeah. just want to make that clear. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I am like looking at my life going, how many more vacations can I go on? I literally have made a list of like the places in the world that I want to go before my body can't okay, do so, it anymore. Yeah. So it's a priority. These other things are a priority. And I think attaching a monetary value to it so that you can do all the other things that yeah. you want to. So I I don't know, Mike, I feel like she should just do it. I know yeah. that's so and I'm easy high, to say. I am also, even though I have evidence of ghosts i'm more on the less skeptical side i am just inherently skeptical i look at everything with a critical eye which we're all supposed to do but i don't believe everything is is ghosts like i sometimes just want to say this is not a ghost yeah, you need Why to go to therapy. You, that's a separate thing, though. I can't do I that because you, I'm representing an organization. Well, now you can if you go out on your own, right? So create the space <laughs> that allows you to be who you are, which is like there is no worse place to be than somewhere where you can't be yourself. So if this is not allowing you to be yourself, then you need to create the space where you can be the person who shows up and says, "You know what? I think you got a therapy issue." Yeah. So and not a ghost. There was issue. literally a time I am not. I was not involved in this. But there was a time where there was a like a fight between a husband and wife as we were there. Like our team was there and they found liquor hidden that mm. he was hiding from her. Yeah. She threw a wedding ring off. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like this was years ago and I wasn't involved. But honestly, it gets weird. Yeah. And I, I am not I, I feel like I have to turn off my BS meter. And I'm, it's a hard road. Girl, I don't know why you're, don't 
Don't save that BS meter for, you know. Don't save the BS meter. And here's the thing. If you did it on your own and you stepped aside from that organization, you could find what excited you originally about this, about ghost hunting, about Mm -hmm. finding this, and then finding other people that were in that same area and helping introduce them to it or help them get into it. And that could maybe bring that excitement back for you because that's what you originally loved about it. You could be a ghost consultant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) True. It's like I want to get into this business, you can charge them per hour. Yeah. Yeah, because we have something that's going on where I'm going to have to make, it's going to be my whole night. It's going to be my whole, like, I'm not looking forward to it, you know? Yeah. And it's a, something that's my responsibility. Yeah. And I, so I'm going to have to spend like six hours doing something that I don't want to do. And that's not a good place to be. It's not it a fun isn't. place to be. Because I can't. Put up a mask so then what, for that Now, here's, here's the therapy part of this in the last minute we have together. Yes. And then I have to let you go because there's other people outside who <laughs> we have therapy yeah, with. Yeah, I know the bell's ringing. <laughs> um, uh, what are you, what's what's enjoyable in this for you? I am, I do something with my boyfriend. No, I'm saying what is the enjoyable part for you in not feeling like you can be yourself? It's not enjoyable. I don't like it. But there I'm saying nothing. you keep doing it. Yeah, so I know. now, so that's what. Uh, that, it's my sense of duty and not quitting. Yeah. You know, so that's maybe the people piece want me to leave. That you sh- no, they might be girl. like, thank God. No, but that's the stuff you need to let go of because yeah. worrying that you're disappointing people is not your job in life because you will disappoint people. This is what I tell, I used to say all the time, like, if you just accept that everyone you love will let you down, <laughs> then fantastic. it just rips the Band-Aid off and you don't have to, you know, because yeah. everybody's going to, you know, it's fine. You're going to let people down. Yeah. And that's totally fine. That's the human condition. We mm-hmm. let people down daily. I kind of want to just reduce the amount of people that I'm letting down. <laughs> I don't think you're really letting down people in this regard. I think if you're not having fun and you're not putting all of yourself into it, yeah. Meaning you're saving the the happy, joyous parts that actually you're fulfilled by. Yeah. Then, you know, you're not. I think you just need to go find. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is the therapist who tells you to quit. No. You're the best therapist ever. No, I'm not telling you to. I'm well, I'm just telling you there, to. There isn't to really a your way energy that I fit into towards this anymore. The thing. Well, then then yeah, you've made know, your decision. I know. So what's it's what's stopping you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What's your next step? You tell I gotta, us. I mean, I wanted to learn Japanese. Remember when I was on that? Oh, yeah. Track? I, I know. I didn't. And then I would ask either. her and you're like, I don't know. I'm trying, but I don't try every day because I feel like and then I just want to escape from everything and just play Legend of Zelda on my Nintendo Switch. OK, well, that is going to be the topic of our next therapy okay. session <laughs> when I get back from my cruise, because girl, Ooh, I need a vacation for sure. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I think you have some great opportunities and anyone who knows you. And if there are people out there, honestly, who maybe they've been in a similar place, reach out, you know, share your thoughts. Yeah. Like I used to be in a crafting circle. Yeah. And I had to do everybody can relate to that. We've all you wake up and you're like, I don't like these people anymore. Oh. And it's not even the people. No. Right. Because it's probably just I don't you. like the situation. Yeah, exactly. I would never want to be um, like a program director. What Amy Daniels does. I would not like that at all. Well, nobody wants to. Managing people. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. All right, Don. Thank you for sharing and being open. Thank you for listening. With yourself. I'm really glad we had this time together. Mike, send her the bill.
because unlike you, Don, <laughs> you we <charge>. get paid. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. When we come back, uh, you're actually going to change topics and tell us a little bit about Tyke. Hey, my talkers, it's Bradley for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Now through December 5th, buy more and save more with huge rebates on Hunter Douglas, Silhouette, and Pirouette and PowerView Automation. Purchase one to five Silhouette or Pirouette with PowerView Automation, get a $50 per unit rebate. Purchase six to 10, get a $75 per unit rebate. And if you purchase 11 or more, get a $100 per unit rebate. Rebates can include a mix of Silhouette and Pirouette with PowerView Automation. Limitations and restrictions apply. Ask for details and don't forget that select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades still qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200 through the end of the year. Exclusions and restrictions apply here too. Visit littleblindspotmn.com today for more information and to schedule your free in-home consultation. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot, we're big on service. Talk 107.1, thank you for being here. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn and uh, celebrities. That's the name of our game most of the time. Uh, Taika Waititi did an interview, and I found it refreshing to hear that a director said, I did that movie just for the money. I didn't really want to do it. But I was poor. Oh, at the what? Time. What movie was that? He said this about Thor Ragnarok, which I loved. I like Thor, um, but they kind of needed somebody to take the helm. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. They needed somebody to sort of save Thor, and he talks about this also. That you know they were sort of like, what do we do now with this franchise that isn't doing as well as we thought? It would. So yeah. they hired Taika Watiti. He's like, boy, they just didn't know what to do. So I'm weird. And they hired me and it was successful. He obviously grew to like it or there was something about it that he decided to, you know, like he he needed the money, but he obviously, you know, jumped in head first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he needed it. It was back in 2017, which isn't that long ago. So I just I see him everywhere. It's like all Tons of shows that I watch. He's either executive producing, writing, or directing, or all three, and starring in it. He's kind of amazing <laughs> when it comes to this. You just like, you turn, like, oh my gosh, he's in The Mandalorian too? Like, we just sort of marvel at the fact that this guy does so much. I feel like he might have a twin, and they're both doing this. Is it safe to projects. say you have a crush right now? I don't is have a crush, is? but uh, artistically, That's I really do think yeah. that, yeah. I don't mean I you would... want to sleep with him. I'm no. just saying, like, you have an artistic crush. I think that he has had a lot of great opportunities, and I feel like he's he does different things in each each project he does. It's different than the other one. It's just not, you know, when you hear, like, a musical artist, and you're like, every song sounds the same? That's not the case with him and his work. So yeah. I feel like he does all kinds of things he really did, good. I, I think I, I only knew him from what was the what was the World War Two movie? Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was where I sort of first began paying attention to him. I did not see that movie. Jamie did, and he I can't remember if he loved it or not, but that obviously was highly acclaimed. Yeah, definitely a different style did than he win other an things. Oscar for that. I think he was nominated. Let's see. It is uh, one. It won an Oscar. And sorry, this computer is incredibly slow. 
So he got Best Adapted Screenplay in 2020. Okay. And that would have been for, I don't know, okay. Best Picture. Yes, that was for Jojo Rabbit. Okay, oh, thank okay. you, Mike. Yep. He has a faster computer in there. So that was Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. Yes, So he really just came on the scene not too long ago. Uh, I went back through his IMDb just to track exactly where and what was his big break. And it seems to be if you ever watched um, Flight of the Concords, which is a New Zealand show that's pretty. It's a mockumentary. Okay. About it's kind of like Spinal Tap in that it's a musical duo. And it's mockumentary style. So he wrote a couple episodes for them. Oh, okay. And he then went on to produce a film, which started out as a short, and it was about vampires. And it's now turned into a series that I love. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. So they made that into a movie that went to Sundance. But all those opportunities came his way by writing for Flight of the Concords. So he actually writes that with one of the stars of Flight of the Concords, Jermaine Clement. I won't get too in the weeds with names and things, but um, that seems to be where things really took off for him. And do you watch Reservation Dogs? No, I've heard great things about it, and I would love to someday, but haven't. That is such a good series, and it just ended. It's not that long. There are only 28 episodes, just a couple of seasons. Yeah, And he is is the executive executive producer behind that as well there's one called our flag means death which is like a pirate mockumentary um there's a show called wellington paranormal i said i wasn't going to list things so overall since 2016 i've counted 24 acting credits 12 writing credits three created by entire series and 14 producer credits some of all of this is simultaneously yeah it's like what how like even as an actor to have 24 acting credits since 2016 is a huge deal and that is just secondary to everything else he does yeah. and his real passion. Um we're not going to talk about the blind items though, right? What? There are blind items about him? Yeah, we've talked about him in the blind items haven't we? All the time. Yeah. Oh, with him and his wife. Mhm. And someone else. Is, um, Dua Lipa. No, oh, I always think it's Dua it. Lipa. Oh, my Brita God. Oh, my God. Hold Ora. on. Brita it's cutie pie. Cutie pie. Cutie pie. <laughs> it's always a progression. Dua Lipa. It's like, when are we you getting know, to the blind pie. item section of the Taika Waititi? <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, the blind is just just yeah, saying that they concept. enjoy somebody else. Yeah, it's just that they, they, they have like what? scandalous. It's, it's, they're in a threesome. It's always threesome talk. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, and Thruple might Thruple be the better talk, yeah. term. Do we know who the third is? Well, for a while we right. did. It was... I don't remember it? who originally... Oh, I do. I know we talked about this. But there was another actress in the mix, I oh. think. Okay. And there was some, like, fireworks at some point. I don't know. This is all blind Ooh. item stuff that's probably a lot of hot gossip, but... Um, well, he did direct her music video. Rita? Yeah. Rita Ora? Rita Ora, yes. Yeah, how long have they been together? Do we know? Oof. I could Google it, but I no. Didn't. I mean, I'm on the page right now, so I can see when the. I don't know if that's when they started their relationship through him. And I was going to say, if you're going to have blind items, better to have sexy blind items it, that are just like we like to have fun. Yeah. And there's a difference between blind items and blind items that have been addressed on people, and that's what's happened with this. Rita Ora has addressed rumors of a thruple up with Taika Waititi on people. Yeah, 
So, so that's like was that's actually another, a topic of... That's another level up. Yeah, it's not oh. just in from the blind items. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, apparently it was Tessa Thompson were the rumors. <gasps> oh. She, of course, plays right. um, Valkyrie in the Marvel Universe. And she was on Westworld. Mm-hmm. That's when I first saw her. Oh, well... So there you go. That's, I know that she... Now, Rita is saying that those are all completely absurd oh, and not okay. true. Yeah, which is fine. I yeah. mean, again, I wouldn't expect anything less. And also, I always take blind items. I know you'll find this shocking. Mm. With a grain of salt. Mm, yeah. Because I remain the eternal kernel skeptic. Yeah. That's my nickname. It's good to be, because you always have skeptic. to read in Nobody? between the lines. Colonel. What? Colonel. Huh? What? What? We got to go. But thank you, Don. Colonel Skernel? Nope. What did you say? It's fine. When we come back, <laughs> speaking of blind items, we need to talk about Dumois. Did you see this? They've greenlit a TV series about the novel based on the person known as Dumois or the account, the person. The I'll account. tell you all the details okay. when we come back right here on my talk.